Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third. I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viore. Viore is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash soccer. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to Morning Footy. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. I'm Susanna Collins alongside Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerrero. So we got Stefano Fusaro in the house for some headlines. Whoa. Hey, calm down. Calm down on a Monday. Really? I'm I'm excited about this week. Also, can we talk about the cardigan? Because is it sweater weather? Um, it's always fall? it's actually always sweater weather in this studio. In the stu- that's a very good mm-hmm. point. Because I have the Nor- Nordic winds uh, blowing blowing behind <laughs> my back. You're but, used to that, no? Right. And then no. there's Nico wearing linen. Yeah. Yeah. He's Ooh. like, it's still summer. No. Yeah. I'm trying to extend summer as much as I can. I get it. So I have have you the felt the change of weather? Line? Is this nice? During the evening, it gets pretty cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a chill. Oh, you guys are Northeasters. It doesn't get that Don't cold. Look at the North difference North between Miami. these two guys. It's like a different weather pattern it's over there. It's hysterical. I know. I look like you own bongos. No. Hey. Oh, no. And you look like an adjunct professor. I'm warming up. I'm warming up to Miami already. <gasps> That's, you You know what? I think mentally, you're probably always I'm in always Miami. Yeah. Mentally, but we are all going to be in Miami yeah, in a will. few short days for a U.S. Open Cup final. How do you feel about that, Alexis? You <laughs> will be there just Have a little bit later. Not for the game. Enjoy. Have fun. Yeah, you you are actually on vacation, uh, so yes. you're kind of winning. The uh, whole I have no shot sheet. I got no no yeah. beat sheet. No breakdowns. I got no responsibilities other than hang out with my nephew for a few days, Aww. which I'm looking forward. Uh-huh. To. That's right. awesome. Uncle Alexis, what is, he I calls me even... Funkle, the fun uncle. 
Funkle. Okay. Yeah, the other one stole his toys. I so like it. Not a great I, uncle, you know, it's but funny. I, I can't <laughs> even like I'm trying to picture like Alexis as an uncle. You know, like I, you're. Yeah, it's a persona that I'm just not. Privy I'll give you a tidbit. Uh, he taught me how to use uh, conditioner. He's 13, so. I Wait. can totally see it. Yeah, I mean, like hair conditioner? I've never used it. I got a very greasy head. But you grew up with women. I feel like they would have been like. Do you know how many bottles there were growing up in the shower? I have no idea what any of them did. You I never got, asked? Huh? You never asked? No. Start a conversation with a woman in my family? No, thank you. That wow. ends up with me getting chores. Nope. Interesting. <laughs> no, I stay quiet. I learned from my grandfather. Fun. That'll be fun. I can't Good wait. for you. Yeah, there's, yeah, there are a lot of bottles. Lot in, of in women's showers. You've been in my mom's bathroom. I, I, when I go stay at my sister's place, I just, I don't know what cream it is, but it's definitely more expensive than any of the creams I buy. It exfoliate, <laughs> it's really nice. I know. Probably taking a toll on whatever she's spending on it. It is amazing, yeah. The um, amount of money that I invest on hair care, mm -hmm. skin care, all yeah. of it. My fiance once in a you. while let him use the under eye stuff. He's oh, like, yeah. yeah. I've stopped fighting it. My wife will put a mud mask on yeah. me. I have one of those high gravity masks. I look like a murderer. I, I, yeah. I got to tell you guys, I had my first like intense team talk this week. Ooh, oh. you got mad? Were you angry? Yeah. Wait, Coach yeah. Chuck got Coach, upset. Coach Chuck. Were you wearing the sweater? The hair dryer treatment. What was the, the situation? Like the, this is Sir Alex Ferguson's like famous like um, team talk to to the, the squad. So. These guys are U8s, right? So we're playing a team that the past two seasons has, has beaten us like handily every time. And bigger kids, there's a triplets on the other team. Triplets. And, and, and they would score and they'd do all the celebrations. Like they were doing like every celebration, whatever. So this, this morning on Saturday morning, I said, guys, all I ask is that we, we before have- Before the game. Before the game, just have fun, enjoy, work on the things that we've been working on. And, they, the other team scores first right away. Mm -hmm. And we, we kept battling, we kept battling, and we went into the half up 2-1. But I was very unhappy with like, their attitude. And I said, guys, sit down. It's 8.30 in the morning. Your parents get up super early uh, to get you nice. here. You guys get up super early. Get I get here super early to, to help you guys live life and have fun and play soccer. I said, all I care about is for the foundation, for your, your soccer playing foundation, for success in your life is that you give 110%. You just go out there and work hard. Just have fun, but work hard. Get, when I sub you, you gotta say thank you, I needed, I needed some water. That's, that's how I want you to feel. 12-1. 12 12-1? 12-1? 12-1? mercy And after I was, everyone was passing and moving and scoring. And after I said, guys. You guys look at prime Barcelona. I, I was like. You scored more goals than Newcastle. Hey. I was like, let's, I was like, guys, I'm so proud of you just because, just, just show up and, and be committed. And I was like, the rest of your life, through the ups and downs, as long as you give 100% effort, you will succeed. And they're all, Dang, they all left Chuck. with smiles. Wow. What, the ultimate motivator. Seriously. <laughs> oh my goodness. Did, anyone, did you make anyone cry? Speech, like, no, there, okay. no, no tears. Okay. Well, that was no great. Good for you. Wow. I don't have any patience. No. Oh, you, you, I'm telling right now, you have to have patience. Yeah, I, it's, it's too young of an age. It's, Nico throws his Mate Gordon, pulls another one out of his back pocket. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's actually, it's more, you have to have more patience with the coaches of the other team or parents because. Mm. Oh, the parents. So we're, the line, we're, we're, we're winning about 8-1 or about this time around. And one of my kids, Dakota, is, is going on a breakaway. He gets fouled 
but he pops back up and is going, and the coach doesn't call anything. But then another tug, but he keeps going, and he blows a whistle, first time in the whole game, blows a whistle, and goes, foul back there on us. And I was like, got to have the patience. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Wow. <laughs> yeah. On that note, let's move on to some of the soccer that we saw over the weekend. And we are going to start with a match that I know you two boys were paying extra close attention to the North London Derby. Arsenal taking on Tottenham at the Emirates. Here's the highlights. Oh. This is a own goal from Romero, but Bukayo Saka was cooking. I mean, Tottenham showed up, though. I'm not going to lie. And it starts with Hong Song just being clinical when asked upon. Here's a big handball call. Romero, oh, man. own goal and a handball, and Saka steps up and buries it. I mean, this it looked like it was all going well until Jorginho comes in, gives a possession. <laughs> easy goal for Son. You never want to see an easy goal at the Emirates if you're an Arsenal fan, especially to Son. James Madison had a nice little Look quote there. Look at this. I like this, actually. Uh -huh. I like this a lot. Spursy. I like that he referenced the Spurs no longer being Spursy because that is a trope that we have utilized when we talk about this team and sort of their, their trend of bottling it in these moments. And so changing the, changing the culture, changing the perception of this team. I mean, it does kind of feel like Ange Postacoglu has reinvigorated this Tottenham side a little bit. And I know as Arsenal fans, that might not be what you want to focus on, but mm. it, it felt, I don't, I think that there's truth into what James Madison is saying. Yeah, and there. I don't I don't want to take any credit away from what Ange Postacoglu's done. I've, I've mentioned it on the show before, I think he breathes a, a different um, sort of energy into this club, a different mood and attitude. And I think it all comes from him. You know, he, he doesn't get, you know, he doesn't get shook in interviews. He kind of laughs some stuff off. He carries himself with a bravado of, I never thought I'd get this far. You're not going to shake me from here. And I think it's carried on to the, to the team. Look, frankly, both clubs, I think, gave up easy goals to each other. The fact that Arsenal walks away with a point feels like two points dropped. This feels like a win for Tottenham. I think at the end of the day, I think if it wasn't for the injuries at halftime, I think we're talking about a completely different uh, final result, frankly, because I think Declan Rice is a little bit stronger than what we saw Jorginho uh, provide in the second half. But at the end of the day, that seemed like a fair 2-2 draw. Considering the way that the game played out, I think Spurs will be happy because they reacted twice after going down mm -hmm. a goal, especially in the first half where it did seem like it was more Arsenal than Spurs. And then Spurs started taking a little bit more control, started owning the ball a little bit more, and they grew into that first half. And then in the second half, there were moments of possession that were very good for Spurs. It was after the 2-2. The but reacting off of the goal, I understand Arsenal were careless at, at some moments. And that tiny little hiccup in these type of games were the difference makers. And I want to point out, Yves Bissouma is a baller. And that's all credit to Ange because Conte had Yves Bissouma also and he wouldn't play him. Mm. He has so much clarity, so much vision. So much composure. He brings everything together. But not only him, Kulusevsky and Pedro Porro give a lot of depth on the right-hand side. Van de Ven had a good game. Um, Udogi, I think, is a little bit raw. There were moments that I think Saka got the best of him, presenting a lot of challenges. Moments. But... Funny enough, there were moments where he was able to redeem himself. It, he didn't have the best game, but you could tell that there's a lot of talent there, and he, he, he's young, a little bit naive. This was his first really big test. Um, but they have a team that's 
they're undoubtedly on the right track. I'll I'll, just to build off of you, what you said about Anj Pasakoglu, all of uh, his energy comes from a place of positivity. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing because with Mm -hmm. Jose Mourinho's arrogance, Jose, Jose Mourinho was arrogance. Um, yeah, like I, holier than I thou. Ancelotti also. Ancelotti, uh, yeah, I mean. Conte look, was to get me out of here. <laughs> Conte was, yeah. why am I here? Uh, it, it, you were a little bit uncertain with, with both, both managers. With Ange Postacoglu, you have certainty. You have someone who you feel like you can rely on as a coach, someone who's trustworthy and someone who has the, your, I think, in, best interests at hand. So. Looking at this team, how they're set up, I think Sar and Basuma, Basuma are absolutely phenomenal. They, they partner each other extremely well. They cover so much ground, and they both picked up yellows early. For them to finish out the game in the manner that they did shows you just how good they are to not cross line when they're, they're so needed to break up plays, to make those, those crucial challenges in midfield. I think Madison grew within the game, but the first half, Arsenal were too wasteful. And I look at a player like Eddie Nketiah, given an opportunity and just not delivering. You can't rely on him to score goals and win in this league. If you want to be the top team, he can't be your starting striker. And I think that's where Gabby Jesus should have started centrally uh, as a central striker and not Eddie Nketiah because he was too wasteful. And, I mean... The problem there is who do you put on the, who do you put on the left? Leandro Trossard is, a, is an amazing replacement for Martinelli, also injured. So doesn't get a chance to play. So who do you put on the left? I understand putting Jesus on the left. I think Jesus plays well on the left. But Eddie Nketiah absolutely disappeared when, when the moments came to him. Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe's got to play. I get you, but he hasn't started in a very long time, hasn't had minutes he in played, a very he, long time. He started in the under-21s all summer. He played games. This he, is a, he, a he, bit of a this, different atmosphere to this, throw him into. And I agree with you. There should have been better options. I look at, I look at what happened. I, I look, at the end of the day, we talk a little bit about Udogi. I think... Having two inverted fullbacks, which really Ange Pasekoglu couldn't even play that often. He was often left with four at the back. He couldn't invert both of those both of those fullbacks because Arsenal were pressing so high and Arsenal were getting in behind them. And I think you saw when you would isolate Saka with Van de Ven, it was an absolute nightmare for this team. So Udogi had to keep checking back, couldn't get in the middle, which is why I look at Basuma and say, this is the best player I saw on that pitch. I think Madison had a great game. Son had a great game. A lot of people think Madison was the player of the match. For me, it was Basuma because he would completely be surrounded and find a way out of it. And it was stopping Arsenal from advancing the way they wanted to. If you look at when, what happens when you get in the attack, the middle was absolutely empty until Jesus moved in there in moments where he would swap. There's, there has to be more on the left. There was nothing there. I saw nothing coming from uh, anyone on the left, especially after Jesus would float centrally. And then as soon as Declan Rice comes out, you bring in Jorginho, who I forget how old this man is, but you're bringing him in at the half. You're, Fabio Vieira comes out at the half. You're asking a lot of two substitutes that don't get a lot of playing time, especially in the game with this atmosphere. So the fact that they gave up two goals immediately after scoring each, absolutely horrific. And Not immediately. The second one was immediately. The, the first one wasn't. The Relatively first one, soon after the first one. But what you walk away from is you say, we weren't able to hold uh, if you're Arsenal, you weren't able to hold Tottenham back. If you're Tottenham, we come back. At the end of the day, now you have a lot of questions if you're Arsenal as to what is the medal of this team. And if you're Tottenham, you walk away saying, hey, we held our own in that, in that, uh, in, you know, in a rough atmosphere, a place we haven't won in many years. At the end of the day, I think this is a positive draw for, uh, I think it's a, it's a fair result. I don't want to say positive. I think it's a fair result for both teams. Both teams that showed up 100% 
each. Perisic comes back, and, you know, you would have your Martinelli, Declan Rice available for the full match. I think this is a completely different result. I think Arsenal takes this. I think Perisic is going to be out for the season. but That's what I'm saying. If you had each squad at 100%, yeah. I still think this is Arsenal's win. This is a, a, a match that you walk into the, the dressing room as an Arsenal player. You say, we, we're disappointed. We should have got a one. And, and for Tottenham, you're saying, job well done, boys. We got a point at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. This is big for us, and we're, we're still unbeaten. So both clubs, I think, will, will, will leave the match feeling like they deserve more, but Tottenham will be in a, in a, in a better place. Spurs Liverpool next weekend. I know. That's a gonna, big one for it them. Is. That's like, let's see if there's progression off of this draw. That's what I want to see Liverpool from, quietly from Spurs. Monsters they, this year. They've looked, they've looked good. Um, I, think, I think this is going to be a huge test for, for Tottenham and because I, I feel like, you know, I know it's still early days in the season, but based on what I've seen so far, I'm thinking Tottenham could be a top four Team. There's Once a different again. feeling. It's a di- yeah, there's Tottenham a different right vibe, now. but I think but you need to keep pace with the with the Arsenal's, which you know, getting a draw away is huge. If they can get a result against a Liverpool team, for me, that solidifies. Where's that the game? I imagine Tottenham is a, a force to be reckoned Spurs? with. I imagine it's at Spurs, no? Considering I would imagine it's at I Spurs. Know. I should know that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm nervous as a Liverpool it's fan. I'm I'm nervous for, for that one. It's, I think it, it's it should be, be a, a really fun games. game. It's gonna be very rich because they Yeah. Spurs have something special going for them, mm-hmm. and, and and Liverpool are 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 hit the ground running again. In, They've had a in, great in the start prim. to the season. Yeah, great start to the season, and it was a, a very convincing win over West Ham this weekend as well. Darwin Nunez scoring. I, that, like these are all very very positive. I bet Nigel will go on there. That if Nunez starts, he scores. Hey, Nigel's watching. You can yeah. tell him right Where's now. Where's Nigel? Where's my cam? Nigel, is it this one? Nigel, a hundred bucks. I hopefully I get my payday. Pay the this man his money. Well done, Nico. Nigel might be also, at home hiding out from you. all the other I got to back my Latinos. <laughs> thank you for giving props to my guy, Darwin. No, it was great to see. Really great to see him get that start and a goal. Uh, we are going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we are diving into some European derbies that we saw over the weekend. Stick around. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
El derby madrileño. And from Tony Cruz. Ivan Morata with the header. And there's another one for Atletico. Atletico have this buttoned up with sheer derby delight. Welcome back. Well, the weekend brought us several European derbies. Here's a look at some of the notable results. We already talked about that North London derby, a 2-2 draw between Arsenal and Tottenham. The Madrid derby, Atletico hand Real Madrid their first loss of the season in a 3-1 win. And in the Eredivisie, Feyenoord, I don't know how we describe this. This game had to be abandoned. We're going to dive into it. But they had a 3-0 lead, and the IX fans, needless to say, were not happy about this result. And through flares on the pitch, it was a whole scene. We're going to talk about that uh, in just a moment. But first, let's start with the Madrid derby, because Real Madrid were off to a flying start. They were perfect on the season, had not dropped points. And this is always a, an interesting one. This is a, a very historical derby, but massive, massive credit to Atletico Lin in this one. Lino with that beautiful cross to Morata in the fourth minute scores, and then Griezmann scores in the 18th. And, the, and then you're thinking, oh my God, Real Madrid, you got to wake up. Tony Cruz, what a finish. 2-1, you're thinking now Real Madrid have wake, woken up. But they did wake up. Atletico Madrid were, are just so sound defensively, and they took advantage of every opportunity. And Morata with a brace. When's the last time you've seen Morata bank, bag a brace <laughs> in a big match? Against I mean, his former oof, team. Oof. No, it's a wild. Here's a look at some of the notes from this derby. Uh, Atletico improved to two, ones, two wins versus Real Madrid in the last 14 matches. The brace for Morata. I mean, what were – we didn't see a, a late game winner from Jude Bellingham in, in this one, which we had – he'd seemed to be making a, sort of a habit of, of doing that. But for you, Nico, was this a surprise result? Ancelotti got it wrong from the get-go. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the reality of the situation. He put five midfielders and a forward that's really a winger in Rodrigo. Mm -hmm. So there was a little bit of confusion in everybody's roles, and Jude Bellingham was on an island. Having Kroos, Modric, Valverde, Camavinga, and Bellingham all on the field at the same time didn't work out when Jose Lu has been playing really well. Mind you, Vinicius couldn't play because Vinicius has been injured. Um, and I think that the word anti-football to describe what Cholo Simeone plays is completely incorrect because there were moments that the whole crowd was going ole, 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 ole in their possession, making Real Madrid's midfield completely disappear. Um, Atletico Madrid should have made it 3-0 before Toni mm -hmm. Kroos got the goal back. Uh, Saul had a game. At, uh, Griezmann had a game. Samulino had a game. Morata as well. Um, th there were moments that Atletico suffered defensively when Real Madrid was pushing. I think this was the scariest thing is football in football is when Real Madrid feels like they've got momentum on their side and they can push when it was 3-1. They never got their goal back. And Atletico Madrid ended up being sound and they ended up getting... A very good win. Nothing of this anti-football. They won playing football. They won. They beat Real Madrid doing what they need to do. And all credit to Cholo Simeone because he, the, in, in the arm wrestling match, he went, fuck, 
It was a moment that he won the gut, and when it was 2-1, he went, oh, yeah. <laughs> Boom. I love when you go, fuck. <laughs> Let me just respond to the anti-football comment. Um, I, I, first of all, I completely agree with you. Five midfielders completely... They completely took themselves out of the game almost by playing the, the system. And if you look at Atletico Madrid, Atletico Madrid knew what was coming and were ready for it. Uh, Morata, I've not seen him play at this level in so long. Griezmann, I thought was absolutely influential in the game. I think a great, great plan by Diego Simeone. The reason I said it's anti-football is because Diego Simeone actually says he wears that as a, as a badge of honor, and it comes from a previous manager of his, someone we've spoken about, Spinetto, yeah. who a lot of times uh, anti-football was used to disrespect Argentinian football after La Furia, the way Estudiantes used to play, which was a very rough and tumble way, a lot of elbows being thrown, very dirty. It was called anti-football, and they wore it as yeah. a badge of honor, which is why I said... And, they, and, they, and that's cool. Of Estudiantes gave Argentina a World Cup in 1986. That's right. Also. But that's why. But that's why I think he wears it almost as a badge of honor. So the idea of anti-football, the sitting back, playing defensive, attacking when given moments, they didn't really need to do that as much in this game. They were given a bit more of an opportunity. And if you look at if you look at the the heat map and the pass map for Real Madrid. Uh, you know, it was the, the defenders who had a ball passing it back and forth to each other. There was barely opportunities to attack. Tony Cruz, absolute moment of brilliance and a golazo to, to strike that ball when he had a, any opportunity. But other than that, this was Atletico Madrid's game. Uh, will, especially the way they both came in playing. I did not expect this to go this way. I will say you saw the absence of Thibaut Courtois and Karim Benzema when you don't have those two mm. in the team for Real Madrid. Because I <laughs> think the second the sec, but the second goal, I think if you have Courtois on goal, Griezmann's header doesn't go in. He just didn't have enough length. Um, and then uh, well, Benzema, you just, again, when you play with five midfielders, there's just not enough threat. There wasn't someone who could hold up the ball and you play off of. And I, I, I think Atletico Madrid showed you a good blueprint on how to beat this Real Madrid the, side. Not having Militao, I think, amongst the injuries that you, that you mentioned, I think that, for, that might be the most blaring one. David Alaba played him. Awful game. So did he Frank got Garcia. Beat. He, Fra yeah. Frank Garcia as well, terrible, but terrible. Alaba was in the picture on all three headers. On all three headers. And on Morata, he gets his, his they, Morata beats him behind. He beats him on the run. How about and the then, service? Uh, Closing Man down the service. Uh, 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 as well, but. There's a, there's a number of things uh, for sure, that lead to, things, to, but ends up leading the, to that. The, the historically, the center back of Real Madrid can't be getting beat off of three crosses. Can't be, can't be moving forward to anticipate incorrectly and having been beat in the back. Was talk about Hierro, talk about Sergio Ramos. That, that's, that's not the emblem of, of Real Madrid. Militao personifies that. And it, just, it was a really bad look on Sunday for, mm. for David Alaba. Brought them back down to reality. All right, let's move it along to the Eredivisie. Um, Ajax taking on Feyenoord. So this one is really interesting. Um, Feyenoord end up going up three goals in this one. And what we're looking at the highlights now, but what really is uh, perplexing about this game is what happened is something after all of these deal? goals. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't play like that for Mexico. <laughs> that's for that's for sure. And there goes so, the player. as you see, fans, these are angry Ajax supporters who are upset at the performance of the club. They start throwing flares onto the pitch. What's up with Dutch football, man? I don't know. It's <laughs> a the, great question. The fans, the fan, and it's not an Ajax thing. The fans, and we've seen it already in several games in the last year, that they feel like they have the power to 
interrupt the game, like fans either going onto the field, throwing flares. I mean, this, this, these this are the scenes new. after the game. Look at this. I mean, they're kicking in the doors. There's the flares going off. The, the fans are literally just wreaking havoc outside the stadium. The mm. horses are trying to, the police on horseback are trying to crowd control. I mean, it's just, the whole thing is a mess. So this, the match ends up getting mm. suspended. And I mean, But it, has, it happens in South America and they call us savages, right? Please. Hmm. Well. Happen, it happens in Europe too. Then this is just an issue. What was it, um, was it uh, Feyenoord uh, versus West Ham? Where the fans attacked the West Ham fans, and we had that the one. Yeah, fan. Didn't did someone get hit in the? Yeah, yeah. that was with the lighter. Your guy was yes. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was protecting I mean, the West Ham. I, yeah. So it's not just Ajax. It was Alkmaar. last season. Mm -hmm. It's not just Ajax, but I mean, there's been. It was West Ham Alkmaar. Alkmaar, that's it. Uh, there was uh, there's there's a call now. I forget who it was. Uh, a legend in the in the Dutch game has come out and said maybe we need to. Marco van Basten said, you know what? Maybe we need to, at least. Pause football. This can't be happening. Well, it just there's stories of, of Sven Milstadt who who got sacked, but before that, bum rushed into the dressing room and demanded an immediate resignation from the manager. I mean, there's there is drama across the board in Ajax. There's something going on. The fans are upset. The, the it's it's absolutely uncalled for to try to attack your own stadium, to get into the front offices, to try to break attack in. Attack your own stadium. This is. This is absolutely an embarrassment for Dutch football. Since I've worked in football, this is the lowest I can remember Ajax. Mm. So, Charlie, do you remember the day that we made you king for a day? Mm. And you had to, you got to kind of create any oh, yes. rules, the, <laughs> the ultimate reign of Charlie Davies. What, you're king for a day, what, what, sh what should be the repercussions for something like this? Is the, the club punished, the, the supporters that are throwing fans, everyone, what does that look like Oh, for this you? is the supporters. You're not stepping foot inside that stadium. Mm. That's what's going to happen. You're not stepping foot inside the stadium. And for, for a club of their stature and professionalism and, and what they're about, I would ban that. I'd be a, it'd be a three-month ban, and which, which also hurts the club financially. Mm -hmm. but that's, Is that enough? Th that's, I think so. And yeah, especially as an example, as an example for Dutch football. Three, month, three months is a... Is a it's a, a severe ban. What would have happened if they got into that front office? What would they have done? Yeah, but they didn't. But what would have, if they tried, they were physically trying to rip the, yeah. the glass down. Three months to me is not nearly enough. And I know a lot of their faces were covered, so it's hard to really see, to figure out who they were. If this is a supporter group in general that maybe they wear a certain color or something to the game, if we can figure out what supporters group it is, they're banned for life. Three, months, tried to three months is a significant ban. You're talking about for just those supporters or all the stands completely? And closed, closed door? Yeah, closed door. Fine, but if you're, if you're part of those supporters that would try to break into your front office, Lord knows. Lord knows what would have happened if they got in. Mm. When was the last time you saw the police had to call in horses? No, this is three months is not a significant, maybe for the closed door games, but if you're those supporters, you're banned for life. You try to attack your front office. That's you're saying horrific. individuals, that if you're caught on camera. Sure, or what if we could figure out what group that was, if we could figure out like it's a, you know, they, they have a name. They, you're banned for life. The Dutch football definitely has a problem. Where do you think it stems from though, Nico? Where, where, where is that unrest? Coming from? Look, I'm why? not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and why call myself. Why Ajax in general? Like, why? Why are fans so upset at Ajax? Yeah, I mean, it's like. Uh, look, I, I'm not gonna sit here and, and call myself an expert on Dutch football, and it's definitely not only a football thing, but it must be a social thing if it's happening everywhere. And they feel that they can, but socially, 
culturally within how the spectacle of football occurs, something is wrong, mm -hmm. right? And if the powers that be who run the sport in the country aren't making an example out of this and sending a message to the rest of the country, there's an opportunity here and they might miss it if they don't. So uh, I'm interested to see because they're, they're, this is the, 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 the last straw. I, you have to take strong measures. You have to have severe measures when something like mm -hmm. this happens. Otherwise, it will just continue to happen. And to your point, they feel like they can get away with it. They well, feel like well, they me, can throw well, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something in, Argen okay. in Argentina. When this happens, because I, I try to relate it to, to South America, there's, there's things socially that are, that are very wrong where people feel like they have the right to do this. Mm. It, this is a sports spectacle, yeah. and there are feelings involved, and I understand their emotions, and, 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 and a lot is at stake for these people that are club members that live and die for this club. But when you cross that line into violence, there is something m m twisted yeah. within people and society. In Argentina, people have, have, have passed away, and there have been nasty measures taken where away fans haven't been allowed to go back to the stadiums. And, and through football, the, the, the people who are in charge of the sport in the country have taken massive measures to try to correct an issue. And has it worked? And it's worked? And it's sort of worked. There are moments that it kind of regresses and it goes back and they mm -hmm. take actions, and, but it's an ongoing issue. And in the last year or so, we've been, there was a fan, I don't remember what team it was. It was a team that was doing really bad in the Eta DVC. Uh, a fan jumped into the, into the stand and accosted the goalkeeper. He assaulted the goalkeeper. It's like, man, it's it's so there clearly is an issue. Mm -hmm. I don't know socially, culturally what it is. I'm not Dutch. I'm not living the day to day in in, in the Netherlands. But there's a problem. Yeah. If if England can handle the hooliganism that completely took control of the sport, if they can do that, then this can be solved. But it's going to take grave measures. And if if all of if if this means that the entirety of Dutch football has no fans, whether it's a club game or a national team game, if that's where it has to get to so that fans can realize our actions are stopping this sport from progressing, our actions are causing issues, Correct. that's what it has to Accountability. take. Accountability. Accountability is the absolute yeah. word. This cannot continue. They should not have to call horses on you. Mm. They should not. <laughs> it is wild and really, really unfortunate. Things we don't like to see. Okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to chat a weekend of MLS action, including that Florida Derby, when we return. Don't go anywhere. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
to roll in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Almada taking Atlanta all the way to the postseason potentially tonight. Acosta beats one man one-on-one -on -one and another. This is still Lucho Acosta continuing on. Acosta! Welcome back. Well, a full docket of MLS action over the weekend, including that Florida derby between Orlando City and Inter-Miami and a rematch of last year's MLS Cup final between the Philadelphia Union and LAFC. And that is where we start. Let's get into some highlights, shall we? Philadelphia, the runners-up last year. What an incredible oh. goal, but... Wait a Not minute. Not so much. Don't celebrate just, just kidding. Yet. Just kidding. Psych. <laughs> oh, you thought. As you can see right there, Mikaura is, is offside by half a body length. And it ends up coming back on Chapman. VAR rules it out. Offside. <gasps> and LAFC, it felt like in this match, were, had an eye on Campiones Cup. Uh, guys were rested, rotated, yeah. and... and they are happy with the point on the road. A surprise scoreless draw in that match. All right, let's move it along to D.C. taking on the New York Red Bulls. Speaking of surprises, uh, this one ends in a, in, a, in a score you would not expect. Wild, Fernandez wild game. Goal Lots of goals. You didn't bet on the over 7.5 goals? <laughs> not at all. Benteke. He got the morning footy bump. He, yes, did. he did. But did it help? Uh, no, it would not. <laughs> you saw Cameron Harper there with a tap in. John Tolkien got the J Mai. J Mai. J Mai. Also, morning footy bump. Celebrating the goal. So, Benteke hat trick, not enough. Not I enough, think. which is wild against the New York Red Bulls. All right, we're moving along to Cincinnati Ooh. and Charlotte. Get out of here. You know who got the Puskas bump? Oh. Alvaro Barrial. Dang, he scores bangers only, that guy. And Lucho Acosta, just give him the MVP trophy now. Unbelievable. He just Yesterday. signed a new contract yes. as well. Uh, and, and this Speaking right here this is, is ridiculous. Get out of here. Dribbling. Exp and look at the two left. Uh. They're like, hey, pass me the ball. He uh. said, no, thank you. This is FIFA 16. <laughs> FIFA 16 level run. Um, Absolute incredible. You, you know where he played in Argentina? Boca? 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 And then uh, a little last night, we hear Joseph Martinez, the shot, and David Ruiz taps it in, puts Inter-Miami up 1-0. Mm -hmm. Given all the players that are rested and rotated, you're saying Inter-Miami going to win on the road? Yep. Nope. nope. Suze. Nope. One of your faves This is here. my guy, Duncan McGuire, one of the top newcomers in MLS this year. Oh, he looks like a center. Nine goals on the season. <laughs> this kid has impressed from the jump. Orlando drafted him sixth in this year's MLS Super Draft. Here's a look at the notable MLS weekend results. Uh, Sporting Kansas City get the 2-1 win over Houston. They are slow. They are suddenly back in the playoff picture. There's a lot of moving and shaking going around right now. Uh, RSL get the 2-1 win over Vancouver. Chicago fire in the New England Revolution and in a 2-2 draw that was good enough for the New England Revolution to clinch a spot in the playoffs. And Atlanta United get the 4-1 win over CF Montreal. Atlanta also clinches a postseason berth. So let's chat a little bit about this Atlanta United team because 
we have seen some extremely positive results from them. They have been on really good form the last few weeks, and it feels like, Charlie, they are a team that's sort of catching fire at exactly the right time. They are catching fire exactly at the right time. If there's ever a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, in MLS right now, it is Atlanta United because before, well, let's even go back to uh, League's Cup. Atlanta United were absolutely dismantled by Inter Miami, and you're thinking this this team just doesn't have it. They, they're not even. They, they might not make the playoffs, and now they're pushing for a home playoff spot. You have five teams that could finish second to sixth. I mean, that's that's how competitive it is right now with Orlando, Columbus, Philly, Atlanta, New England, all on. Four on 49 and Orlando on 51. But when I look at this Atlanta United side, we always knew Tiago Almada is a baller. He's a gem. Mm. I don't know how they've been able to keep a hold of Tiago Almada. I mean, his, his price tag just continues to, to rise. Just a phenomenal player. But shoring up the midfield is what really helped this side. Defensively, they're still a little leaky. They give up opportunities. But Caleb Wiley and Brooks Lennon, I think they finally figured out the balance of when one goes. They mm -hmm. both can't go. Tucking in to help the center backs. Miles Robinson, um, you know he can, he can cover in behind if balls are played in behind. But ultimately, the midfield with Moyumba and Rosetu being next to each other, balancing Almada, Silva, and, and Yakamakis up top, he, he, might win, he might win the he Golden Boot. 15 goals? Quiet, are, is it fair to say it's quietly Yeah, it is a quiet. Do you remember year? when we sat down with him at All-Star, Charlie? So humble. And the, but, like, the Great. confidence that he had. I mean, Confident but humble. Yes. But it's he, a good but balance he, that but he, he The way he spoke about his, the, his belief in himself and his goal-scoring ability, like he, I think he literally looked us in the eye and was like, I... I'm gonna win the golden boot. Oh, like yeah? he was, yeah, wow. he was very, <laughs> yeah. much, he had very Good much guy, had though. this like sense of belief. Like, yeah, I know what I'm capable of, and I, I was blown away by him and his. I mean, it, he kind of came in just scorching hot into this league and has just been consistent throughout. I know he he missed a few games, but um, what a producer on this on this. Atlanta team, it's incredible. So he's a striker that needs service. Yeah. And hmm. Atlanta United were struggling to find him because they couldn't keep possession. And they were playing a lot of transition, and transition's not his game. It, more of a, can you cross it? Can you find him? He's a big body. Anything in the box he can pounce on, but you, you need to be able to have service. And I think Atlanta United have finally found a game plan into which to find him, to provide him opportunities, and he's, he's capitalized. That's credit to Gonzalo Pineda. 100%. Because he's at times he been was questioned. Fire. He was on the ropes, and his team needed a response. His project needed a response. And it's, it's crazy how streaky the, yeah. the league is, right? Because you can be, you can be under fire. And then yeah. suddenly you, you rack up wins. You, you a find few positive the key results that, in that a row. frees up your team. I love what you said about Brooks Lennon getting high and then Wiley will stay, or Wiley getting high and Brooks Lennon stays. They can offer an, an attack more numbers and, and, and width. Just make they provide everything width. so much more dangerous. Especially so, later, um, which is huge. I also want to give Credit a shout to out to, to Garth Lagerway because it's those additions, mm -hmm. yeah. the acquisitions that they made that have strengthened this team at the right time, and now they're catching fire, and Pineda has been able to set them up the right way to get them to understand how to have success in transition, how to defend, but also we can keep the ball. You have Tiago Almada. Yeah. 
show that you can have mm. possession. So um, Atlanta United, respect. They're in fifth place right now in the East. If they can get up to fourth and secure home field, home field in the playoffs crazy. at the Benz. Um, Columbus and Atlanta are the them. two teams. Mm -mm. You don't want, you to, don't play want to play in the playoffs no. right now, and especially at home. Absolutely not. Cincinnati is a given. They're, they're the best team in the league right now. I would imagine it's right. It has to be. In those best of three series, it's home away home, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, let's go. I'm out of Jack America's best partnership in the league. I'm so excited. You know, I really, Underrated. I really liked had Celerajan not left, I would have said Celerajan Chucho. That was, that was, but... He's he gone. Hmm. So gone. <laughs> he gone. He gone. All I really right. like that partnership. Uh, we're taking a quick break. We're chatting U.S. Open Cup next. Don't go anywhere. Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.